we got a lot to talk about. Sure. We have a lot to talk about, and uh, I'm excited to dive in. So today's yeah. show title is Unmasking Your Identity. Use it or lose it. Yeah, it, and let's say it again. Unmasking your identity. Use it or lose it right now. Amen. <laughs> it it's your choice. Amen. It's up to you. Let's get on with it, right? Yeah, no Let's doubt. get on with who people are. So they can uh, uh, <laughs> really lift up uh, our our culture. Yeah, as it needs to be. Yeah. So, uh, well, it, it's 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 just time. Bottom line, it's just time. Well, I mean, the the obvious thing, and I'm I'm sure people have been talking about uh, the election. You know, I was 34, I think, in the I was in my mid 30s. Uh, in 2000, so 34, I think. Okay. So I remember that. It felt so devastating because I had placed all my hope and identity into who was the president. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's, that's something we, we need to remember. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff in that. But, but what I'm not here to say is sweep it under the rug like it doesn't matter either. Mm. Uh, and I just want to categorically say, and I'm sure <laughs> everybody on this station would say the same thing. We have a sitting president. His name's Donald Trump. Yes, and we, we do. just honor that. Thank you, Lord, for him. If that offends people, then go be offended somewhere else. You know, it's been talked about over and over. I just want to say that on on behalf of who we are. You know, anything that exalts itself against that and is just oozing with pride is, uh, uh, wow. It's not something that'll stand or can stand. I'm not making predictions or prophesying anything like that. I just think long-term, it's ours to take, our oyster, our world. And I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about you're either God's or you're not. Whatever you believe, you need to stand up for it. And if that means you're conservative and a little bit quiet, then it's time to speak up. The best way to do that is through who you are because mm -hmm. the favor is already there. Right. So if, if that offends people or they don't understand where I'm coming from, I'm not preaching anything about a president or, you know, our kooky governor who is, uh, uh, yeah, I just, I could go off on that big time and we'll talk about it because there is an agenda there and it, it is not a good one. It's beyond socialism, big pharmacy. It's, it's bad news, but we don't have to be afraid of it. Yeah. We just need to take our place, stand up. The good news is that is what's happening. That is what's happening because that's what God's up to. So it's really important to get to your identity and start to step into that. Quit dancing around it. You know, get in the word, start dreaming, take your place mm -hmm. because that is what changes things. Yeah. So it's such a moment in time and opportunity for uh, God's people to actually be God's people is the way I feel like it is. It's like now, yeah. now is the moment in time when we have the opportunity to actually live out what we believe. It's like our faith right. can't hide behind caveats anymore. Right. Our faith can't hide behind our church <clears throat> walls. Our faith can't hide behind the yeah. catchy, you know, Christian songs we sing. Like now is the actual time for a faithful people to right. be faithful. And the crazy, interesting thing is when you look in the Bible and read the stories, right. it's the heroes of faith right. who stood in the middle of great adversity, yeah. who saw the deliverance of the Lord. And and yeah. again, if that means that you do that in the season and people call you overzealous or crazy or whatever, go ahead and bring it because God has won and he will win. And that's what we stand on. Right. That's right. It, it, 
he has all authority. Stuff that rises up against that ultimately doesn't stand. We uh, <clears throat> sent out a text uh, through our community. You know, I had a lot of people texting me over the weekend, people I work with and in our community, feeling uh, difficulties in one way or another. I just sent out a text. I felt like I woke up Sunday morning. I felt like God put this on my heart. And mm -hmm. uh, so I want to talk about that a little bit. But uh, so the text says, uh, feeling powerless, question mark. And I think people feel that way. Again, it, we don't want to make too much out of this uh, politically because it's, it's just a turd tennis match and it's irrational and it doesn't, that doesn't help anybody. It uh, doesn't mean we don't stand uh, for what we believe in. But uh, anyway, to stay out of the fray of that for the moment. So the text said, feeling powerless. If you're feeling oppressed by a temporary form of power, one that eagerly exalts its own image, and inflates itself with pride, do not despair. For pride carries no heavenly authority and therefore no lasting earthly power. Instead, rejoice and know, just as Christ has all authority, it is only and ultimately entrusted to the faithful, humble few who are willing to give him glory at any cost. Lasting power always follows that, and so must we. So that's a lot to digest, but listen to it over and over. Go back to it. It's when things look darkest or most difficult, get ready. Mm. Um, because the worst of times and the best of times always go together. Yes. And so we have to take up our responsibility and in the best, most efficient way to do that is to step into your God-given identity mm. and quit dancing around with it. You know, I'm not trying to say that to be nasty to people. I'm saying it out of excitement, but also, you know, don't let the enemy steal steal it from you. Yeah. Because he surely wants to. Uh, he tried to steal it at the cross, and, <laughs> you know, Jesus isn't, uh, he's not a dead man on the cross. Mm-hmm. That's what the enemy would presumptuously assume, and he did. Uh, and we see a lot of assumptions going on around us right now, a lot of them, and they're just oozing with pride. And I'm not saying anything uh, particular, pointing anyone out. I'm just saying double-check. Where do you see that presumptuous, pride, ego-driven, just weird stuff? Where do you see it? Look around, Christian. Where do you see that? What does your heart tell you? And then, you know, look at uh, look at the authority that God has given you. He wants to leave his fingerprints on the world through you. He made you to carry out something, not just hope for one day. So what is that? And uh, so we want to talk about the areas of influence uh, where God's changing things rapidly. It starts with each person to understand who they are rather than despair. Don't despair. Yes. That, that, that's what the enemy wants. Absolutely. Is to crush you into the corner and make you feel like you've lost or to be, you know, apathetic or uh, uneducated or whatever to the point to where you just follow the assumptions. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, um, then you forward that assumption. You know, you, we, we end up with something that is very, very ugly. Um, so something the Lord has been speaking, even as you're talking this thing, Kevin, is the the word projection. 
<laughs> it's interesting, right? Mm. So, so you talked about assumptions, right? That assumption thing. Yeah. The, this the same concept of projection. What happens is the the that that evil, that vileness, always projects itself on someone else. Yeah, it does. And it tries to call out the right. other thing, but right. it also projects things as truth that aren't truth. It's that counterfeit thing right. that we've been talking That's about. Right. Yeah. And so when you see counterfeit truth, it projects its own authority, but it projects all of its ill-intended evil on other people. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a nugget of truth wrapped in lies, and it's boil the frog time. And, and there's a whole lot of people boiled. Mm. And uh, we're just saying, look, guys, God is in heaven and here in your heart. He's good. So you don't have to especially especially now if you know the word you know the stuff mm -hmm. uh, but but we have a generation that that hasn't lived by it they don't know what's in there mm. and it doesn't mean they're not willing there's a lot of good folks and especially in our community i mean it's 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 a growing community amazing people but they're breaking free of the stuff they see and just automatically following this assumptive, presumptive thing that we see around us. Mm. So to break free of that, though, you have to stand up. You have to get a little bit pissed off and say, wait a second. Yeah. I'm getting tired of this. Mm -hmm. No more. You know, you want to shut things back down. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, and I told you weeks ago, here they're going to they're going to make this permanent. And here we are. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the whole agenda, right? Yeah. Um, get Pfizer to get a vaccine in every American. And it's required you can't buy or sell unless you do it. And it, it, they can do it generationally where, well, you when your kids are born. I mean, you know, just back up and look at it. It's not conspiracy. It's not speculation. It's clear. You know, I don't have a damn tinfoil hat on. I have the Lord Jesus living in my heart. So I see it. And I don't say stuff if I don't feel strongly yeah. about it. But, uh, but I don't hold back either. So anyway, yeah, projecting itself, exalting itself. You can see it. Yes. And not the, the political landscape is just a mirror for our culture. Yes, it is. You, you know, it's not about that so much as, I mean, it matters, but it's more about, I've been seeing that thing squeal, you know, mm. just that, that pride squeal in, in just people that I've encountered. And it's, ugh. It's yeah. awful. Well, you know, again, going back to, like you said, I don't have a tinfoil hat on. That's hilarious. Because when you when the Spirit of God <laughs> dwells in you, right, he speaks. Yeah. It's what he does. It's well, what he's, he's always not done. A, he, there ain't no wuss in Jesus, right? And yeah. he, he's not a wimp, and, uh, yeah. and neither are we. We're his people. So we have to take our place. It doesn't mean you got to go off and do something somebody else thinks you should do. You don't have to go off and run for office. You don't have to become an attorney unless you believe God's leading you there. But Wherever he's leading you, go. he's getting ready to give you leadership if you want it. Mm. If you don't and you cower back, you're going to miss out. Yeah. So you, you've got to take the mask off your face yes. and off your identity. God did not put that mask on you. So take it off. I'm so sick of seeing these things. I, I'm just saying it. I, I'm just – what else is there? Well, it, it, it's this, it's this – uh, the, the subtlety of it. It plays to the emotion, but it's like we said earlier, it's all counterfeit. It is counterfeit yes. truth. 
And so right. people eat counterfeit truth, right. you know, as if it is truth. Yes. And the word of God, right, is the truth. Jesus yes. is the truth, you know. Right. And he didn't walk around Galilee <laughs> to the to the lepers right. wearing a mask because he was afraid of this exactly. or because the government. Yeah. And the other thing, too, that really gets me. Sorry, you get me fired up. Yeah. The other thing that gets me Go. going, too, is, you know, people talk about, well, Romans 13 says to obey the authorities. And it's like, well, the same Paul who wrote that yeah. was basically whipped and beaten and in prison for preaching in the street. Right. He was told not to go back in the street and preach, and right. he got out of prison and went right back and did the same thing. Yeah. So so you're you're reading your agenda into the Bible and that is arrogant and that is dangerous. Right. Yeah, and we we did address that a few shows ago and you, you can look at uh, any hero not just in the Bible, all the way up through Martin Luther to Martin Luther King to Daniel to back to George Washington. So, yeah, I mean, that's it, it's ridiculous. It's like, you know, saying I'm going to uh, shove something inside me to make you feel better because it's all, it's love. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's, it's gotten way past, you know, I, I saw a guy in a kayak 100 yards out in the ocean with the mask on. And, you know, I don't I'm just tired of holding back on it. If you're scared, you know, I'm sorry, uh, but if. If you you it, take that thing off, you God gave you a beautiful face. Breathe His air, exercise, get sunshine. You know, sunshine. People are so afraid of sunshine now. It's it it the counterfeit. The frog is boiling and boiling and boiling. Where you know academia is. Uh, I would not send my kids to any college these days. Uh, my kids are entrepreneurial. They're 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 on a different level, but. It's indoctrination. Uh, I'm not saying your education's bad, but I mean, if you got to go be a professional of some sort, you probably need it. But uh, other than that, uh, go start a business, uh, start a babysitting business or whatever. But uh, and that's what Life Center is going to do. We're going to have trade schools. We're going to have all kind of good stuff, and uh, we're we're moving in that direction quickly. So we're not just saying it. Um, mm -hmm. But but looking at that spirit that that, that creates that uh, it crushes people's hope. Hope is not deferred by God. Mm. It, it makes the heart sick, and so that's what I've been hearing at least up until Monday afternoon Tuesday is just that crushed thing where people are putting their hope in this thing that they they just because the assumptive nature of media and all that. Well, they yeah they're pushing an agenda so. Uh, but don't don't bow down to that any more than Mordecai gave in to Haman. Mm. Uh, read the book of Esther. It, yes. It's unfolding right in front of us. To what end? Uh, you know, only God knows the extension of it. But but evil doesn't stand. That pride. Yeah. Check out Haman. Uh, he ended up falling to his own trap. And uh, man, it's a great book. I've I've read it like four or five times in the last three days. Uh, I just see it so clearly. So anyway, I know we're dancing all over the place, but the idea is to, to, to get get a little bit ticked off, take that stuff off your face, and uh, quit buying into this garbage, and get up and stand up and be who you are. And man, we're here to stand with you and help you, and we're doing it. So yeah, and what a great call and a great charge. The the you had mentioned the Esther thing to me a couple of days ago, and of course I had read it, but I spent a lot of time in it this morning. And, you know, I love what you said about Mordecai, but what's beautiful about that entire story is like you said, the pride of Haman came before the fall. 
yeah. which is biblical yeah. truth, right? That's right. And so when we see pride, right. it cannot stand in the presence of God. God resists it. Absolutely. And so we have to let the Lord fight the battle. Right. And the thing That's was, right. Mordecai did not go and fist fight Haman because he was an arrogant no. jerk. No. He said, my God is the one who saves me, right. and I will go to the death yeah. trusting that. And that's the point where yeah. you know the Christian people in our culture today have to be willing to go to that place. That's right. And you've been saying it for the last yeah. 10 years. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. this is people ultimately... People are so afraid of losing everything that they're going to... The frog is boiling. Yes. You know, you let go of it. Get What do you really believe? Mm. You know, so... So, yeah, but God resists the proud. So we should be joyful when we see such arrogance displayed. And it, I mean, it's just oozing. Like, it's so presumptuous. Big media, social media, it's all connected. And, uh, you know, we're past the point of who killed JFK. You know, <laughs> this is real. Right. And, uh, and it's, it's reared its head in a big way, just like, uh, you know, the enemy. So, again, we don't have to name anybody. All you have to do is look around, mm. check your heart, and look at Scripture. And, you know, God does not put up with that type of arrogance. He just doesn't. One you th- know, criticize me or whatever. But and One thing I want to say yeah, to that. Go yeah, go for it. And, and um, think of how the enemy manipulated and weaponized the truth of the gospel in an attempt to distract yeah. Jesus in the wilderness. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so here's the deal, guys, is uh, the enemy is always going to try to weaponize truth. That's the counterfeit right. thing. Right. That's right. So when you see people proclaiming unity and proclaiming love and all this stuff, but it's not found in the sovereignty and yeah. lordship of Christ Jesus right. and in the power and presence of the Holy right. Spirit, it is a fallacy. It is a false truth. Right. Jesus knew the word of God enough that when the enemy came with the weaponized word, Jesus came right back at him with mm-hmm. truth. And so that's why right. it's so intentional to be in the word of God, right. to know it, to yeah. hide it in your heart, to feel right. it, yeah, because he, the enemy's going to use it. Yeah, he, he, he knew it, but uh, he, he was it. He was a manifestation of it. And uh, But we have that, too, because we carry him in us. Yes. He's in us, and we abide in him. And so, but that's absolutely right. You got to know this stuff. It's not just knowing it academically. Mm. None of this is academic. This is all spiritually. Uh, you want you want God's wisdom or man's? Look at what man has, has given us. We've got sixty-five to sixty-seven percent of our population addicted or on medication of some sort. Mm. We have the divorce rate that is right in the same area: sixty-six, sixty-seven percent divorce rate. So all these institutions, they're not working, and we don't see that stuff in Scripture where man exalts himself, even pastors in front of large crowds. Mm. It's, uh, it's just it's the opposite of what we see and what God's after. God wants our hearts. He wants intimacy. But anyway, we yeah, so looking at the, the pride that, that right now it, of the moment, we see this pride thing just raising its head up. But we also see what it does to people when they don't understand the truth. Yes. What we're saying is here's how to counter that, how to stand back up and to get on with why God made you while you're here. That's the antidote, whether it's short or long term. If you don't start, then you can't step, you know, you can't complete. Yes. And uh, it's a race, right? Mm-hmm. So. Run the race.
So look at pride, for instance. It, it creates confusion. It's accusatory, immoral, irrational, presumptuous, oozing uh, with making oneself God. Mm -hmm. You know, King Saul was very much that. Uh, and we can name a bunch of people. Haman, uh, you know, and Esther, uh, <laughs> Sanballat in Nehemiah. Uh, it's filled with ego. It wants to be adored. It's counterfeit, flattering, and, and it's extremely humanistic. Science is science. What does that even mean? I mean, good grief, you know, <laughs> put, put medicine on your heart instead of God and it, everything of man fails. That doesn't mean those things don't have good in them. It just means that we have put those on our heart instead of God. We've, and we fear man. We fear everything but God. It's just, it's ridiculous, but pride is huge. That's what happened to Satan. That's what happened to the fallen angel. I mean, it is the gateway pretty much to all sin. Mm -hmm. So we have to look at what we're seeing for what it is. That's all I'm trying to say over and over again. When you start seeing that, you should kind of get excited because it's uh, it's creating its own snare. That's not a prediction. It's just what's in Scripture. It's, it's, what, it's what we live by. Right. And it's over and over there. And that book is still here. It, it hasn't failed. Mm. So. You know, I keep thinking, too, about like well, there's a passage in, in Esther where Haman, when King uh, Hashuerus calls in Haman, says he wants, how should I honor a man, you know, who is of noble cause. And, yeah. and, and Haman goes, who's more noble than yeah. me? Oh my right? gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy it, yeah. about how he it's postures. And yes. the same thing with Nebuchadnezzar, when he looks yeah. over and he's like, look at what I have created right. and look at my kingdom. Right. That stuff can't At least stand. he repented. Yeah, he did. Well, after seven <laughs> years of eating grass. That's right. With long claws. and yeah. It's just amazing though. So to your point, yes. we, we have to get excited as God's people That's right. because we have a moment in time yeah. when it is so obvious and apparent yes. that we are in biblical times. Right. We are in a biblical right. moment in time, and it's yeah. so clear. Yeah, and we get to step into it. Yeah, it it it, it is. It's it's uh, and you know there, God is flipping things. And I, I want to make one point uh, about this. If you you know don't like it, uh, I'm sorry. One of the areas we're we're looking at. Uh, um, I wrote some of them down: media, government, art and entertainment, business, finance, education, faith, and family. These are areas of cultural influence, and God's taken them over. Mm. And I'm, I'm so proud of uh, Daily Wire. I'm getting a subscription immediately to Daily Wire. It's Ben Shapiro. Candace Owens is join them, and PragerU, uh, which is a Christian organization. And, uh, man, they are new media, and they're moving to Nashville. It's, it's a great thing. They're getting more downloads than CNN. So they're taking over. I want to support that and just stand up for it and call me a patriot or whatever. It doesn't, I don't care. All I care about is people that stand up for God, let the chips fall where they may. But that company is, they're doing something right. So, but media is first because it's where people get news. So if you want good news, I know there's other ones in Newsmax and stuff, but, but check out Daily Wire, jump into that because if you're a believer, um, that's where you're going to hear something that's based on a moral compass and not some idiot's opinion. Yeah. You know what I love to is, is to the point of the seven mountains or the seven spheres of influence, however you want to look at it, you know, about that being those were being replaced. Think about the evidence you see in culture. Remember all the stuff that happened in the um, higher education systems last year with all the fraud of kids getting into school and stuff mm -hmm. where out of Harvard or Yale or somewhere 
There was a bunch of that. So sure. I'm saying if you look at every single right. institution, it's yeah. being challenged well, to its core. You can't deny it. It's and, there. You know, I've been saying this for years, and 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 it, not just me. A lot of people that God has shown this to it, but I, I don't don't try to box us into some belief system. It it's just evident, like you're saying. You can see it. You can look at every institution, even this box Sunday church model. Everything, and, and you see people having to try to deal with it and white-knuckle the crap out of whatever little bit of power they've had. But God's flipping everything. Mm -hmm. New things are coming, and so we're taking it. We're taking faith. We're taking family. We're taking business, and we're going to stand up for God in those things. We're not putting up with the crap. Those influential areas, education, art, entertainment, government, media, it, you're seeing not just the things that are crumbling, but you're seeing the new start to emerge. Yes. That's why we're, we are so far ahead of the curve in what we're doing uh, in the world of faith. You know, it's, it's, it's still hidden a little bit, but it's, it's growing and going to grow, and, and, you know, we're going to stand up firmly. But we should be excited about that. So we're helping people take the mask off, so to speak, spiritually. Mm -hmm. and physically to getting into the identity part yeah you know it's your identity use it or lose it step in let's get on with it so, amen use it or lose it uh, <laughs> that's a it's a cliche for a reason right that's right yeah um, <clears throat> you know we got a lot of spiritual atrophy you know spiritual kind of paraplegics and whatnot and, and uh, it, it's just we just can't do that anymore. Yeah. And and we can't be worried about offending people or the dollar or any of that. I mean, what do you really believe? And, and you know, you have to use wisdom with it. You have to let God lead you in those situations. At some point, you know, you, you, you just you slide off into um, something that is a slavery, mm. uh, oppression. There is no dark winter. It's good. The sun comes up today. Amen. We have fresh air to breathe. We've got beaches around here. You know, my kid, my sweet Caroline, just went to Montana and had a good time. I mean, life is good, and the future is good, and stand up and don't let the enemy crush your hopes. Uh, Jesus is not dead on a cross. He's not a dead man on a cross. He's God, and he's got the authority uh, for for all. And And so when you follow that, you're going to win mm -hmm. um, and let him do it his way and how he will. But justice uh, prevails, and uh, Amen. and we'll see that. Um, whatever it looks like uh, starts with us and what we have to do every day, how we treat people. It's not sentimental. It's truth, and, and love is built on truth, mm. uh, not sentimentality, you know, that, that is just mamby-pamby crap. Keep talking about this sentiment. I, I just want you to press sure. into this a little bit. This is important because sentimentality and nostalgia are, mm. are in the same vein to me. Yeah. And we have a sentimentality with our faith and a nostalgia with our faith where it's like, right. oh, the Christmas service with the kids and the choir and the tree and right. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And every Sunday yeah. becomes about sentimental right. stuff. It's not the, the Lord. It's not yeah. about nostalgia. That's right. Yeah, and don't be afraid to do your own house church or whatever because, look, uh, your kids are going to learn about God through you. Mm. They're going to learn about everything through your behavior, how you stand up. What you do now will affect tomorrow. 
and your kids, and my kids are grown, so I can say this, and, and you don't get to call yourself a good parent until your kids grow up and say it for you. And our kids do say that. Mm. And I, it's not pride. It's just, I'm just telling you, if you're, if you're raising kids, they're going to get a whole lot more out of what you do, how you honor God with your life and your faith than going somewhere on a Sunday or a Saturday or whatever. doesn't mean don't do it. It means don't put all your... Don't do that just because of the kids. Mm. Don't feel that pressure. There's so many people that have right. said to us, yeah. well, I just keep going because it's good for the kids. Right. Well, what's better for the kids? Yeah, <laughs> you know going I mean? through the Red Sea, knowing it's going to part, not going back to Egypt because you're afraid. Yes. And that's what we see. We don't want to present that to people to, 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 to go back to Egypt. Human nature will do it. Yeah. But look at the darkness of, of that situation. And just a few people stood firm in that. But we see that all through Scripture. And uh, so, you know, either you believe it or you don't. And if you don't, then I guess that's your prerogative. But if you do, oh, my gosh, it's time. More than ever, we're at one of those moments uh, to stand up in it. it it's no a coincidence that the, the anniversary of the, you know, Luther nailing that thing to the door uh, go look it up. You know, it's it's amazing. Uh, but we're we're in one of those kind of moments now. Sure. So you know, quit quit looking and listening to all the garbage and the accusatory stuff that you don't know anything about, and lead. We have a whole generation of young people that are lost, mm-hmm. and they need to be led. We have a lot of good ones too, but they need to be led. If we're not going to lead them then they're going off a cliff. The best way to do that is to believe with everything in you from toes up that there is a God. He made you. You're his idea. And our job is to uncover why and go do it. That's it. You know, Everything else is a short change of that. And people will miss out on who they are if we don't step into that vacancy. So, you know, again, it's not political. It's it's about who you are. And, and so politics is a representation. It is a mirror. I believe God's holding up to us to show us the condition we're in. Mm. Uh, so, so all that said, getting on with the detail, you know, we've been talking about dreaming a lot. I'm working with a lot of people right now, and, and I'm excited because, man, they're all the ones we're working with. Oh my gosh, they're just amazing. Mm. Almost every call, there's somebody close to tears or in tears or later on, you know, and man, it just, because they're getting free. But so I wanted to continue that dreaming idea about when, when you take this, the, the enemy wants to cover your identity up. Mm. Think of it that way. Such a great analogy. Think of this thing on your face, not, you know, our face, but the world. Think of this. The enemy wants to cover your identity, wants to stop your your voice. I can't understand any of them daggum waiters and waitresses or servers, whatever it's cool to call them these days. I can't ever understand them anyway. Um, and bless their hearts. I'm not blaming them because they have to do it for their job, but but it you can't hear. So it stops your speech symbolically and literally. You can't breathe as well, so it stops your breath. I mean, the devil wants to choke you, take away your your individuality. But it's all in the name of be individual. It's it's so jacked up and backwards. So what we see is we see God raising up leaders in different arenas. And that's why I pointed out the Daily Wire. Um, we see it in our Supreme Court. Um, we see it. It's good. Mm. And uh, uh, 
you know. So all that said is where do you fit in? Where do you belong? Not just fit in, but where are you meant to lead? And and I know the people, at least in our community, even if they don't agree with the, the stance or, or whatever, they they know this. And, uh, you know, our community, it's about truth and just deal with it. So So how do you do that? Well, you have to get back to the thing we've been talking about is why did God make me? Did he just sling me out here? Did he sling you out here just to, to figure it out? And you just try to survive and get by and you, you strive for security uh, and then fall asleep in the comfort of it when, when you get it. Um, we have people of all walks of life. We have people that are very well off and people that uh, have nothing. And their cry of the heart is the same. They want to know why they're here. So it has nothing to do with security and money and influence and all it has everything to do with why god put you here mm. and there is an answer to it and he's not hiding it from you he's pulling you into a waltz with him it's a gentle thing so you can come to it so you can step in and stand on it without compromise god removes the compromises along the way mm. uh, if if he gives you leadership and you're not ready then you will compromise it at the first moment you know yeah the, the, the opportunity for it fear influence, ego, whatever. Well, so. I, I love the, the, the going back to, and this is something we've said a number of times, is mm -hmm. that difficulties in adversity are nothing more than an attempt to remove your compromise. That's right. <laughs> it's just, it, that's, that's why right. you have to be delivered through right. a, a struggle or trial yeah. than to be delivered from, right? Which yeah, is the enemy wants you to compromise. Uh, and so he can, he. it's like that old saying, you know, the old, the mob or whatever, everybody's got their price. And, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's pretty much true. The only way that it's not true is if you are being led by the spirit of the living God. And that's what we see in scripture. That's people like Paul and Peter and, uh, Esther, you know, th these people did something amazing, you know, or Joseph, think about how amazing it was that Joseph, I'm talking jo Joseph, uh, you know, the dream Joseph, uh, in the Old Testament, the guy who led Egypt and basically saved the world physically through his uh, wisdom. The greater thing isn't all that. The greater thing is God left him in prison two more years to remove that seed of pride that says, I don't deserve to be here. That's what he said to the to the wine bibber and the, and the baker. That's the first thing he said. It's there. Just go read it. It's so quick and subtle. You, most people miss it. But it, God left him in there two more years. Because he was almost ready, but what he wouldn't have done had he gotten out early is he would not have forgiven his brothers. Mm. So the fact that he did that is the greatest thing he ever did. Mm. That's a picture of Jesus. Mm. The, the authority and then the power that follows that to change the world is because this guy had no compromises left in him. Mm. You can forgive your brothers for what they did to you like that, mm. you know, for betrayal. Now you're looking like Jesus. Mm. But you gotta you either gonna get your world ripped apart or you're gonna volunteer to step in and let go of the stupid stuff that you're trying to stack up and make your security. It doesn't work. And I'm saying it having been rich and poor. I know the difference. Sometimes people don't like it when I talk like this, but you know, I've lived it. So say what you will. Mm. It's there is no compromise. 
Well, you know, a couple things. Number one, when you were talking about Joseph, uh, the greatest thing he did was forgive his brothers. Man, Holy Spirit was all over that moment. And I just saw Jesus on the cross saying, forgive them for they know not what they do. Right. Holy cow. Yeah. That is incredible. That's preparation to be ready yeah. to step into kingdom purpose. Absolutely. And that is that is yeah. huge. The second That's thing, right. when you just said something about people don't like it when I talk this way, what I love is that people want to throw around this word of pride and arrogance like it's cupcakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's back to that projection thing. The Apostle Paul wrote, do like I do. Right. Do do what I do. Yeah. You know, the Galatians could have gone, he is, he's so... He's so oh, they do, yeah. And they would have missed it. Yeah. And so the point is, is that, you know, you can sit here and it's argue. It's just boldness. Yeah. You can argue all day. Right. Right. But that's not the point. It's you don't get into the fight of argument. Yeah. Yeah. It, you, <laughs> we have a whole teaching about that. Uh, you take a firm stand. You, you start to be mission focused. And when you do speak, you have a gentle delivery uh, in personal relationships and uh, you're going in a joyful direction. You don't let the enemy take your joy. Go. If, if you want to feel joy in any environment, it, the darkest room, uh, the light is not afraid of it. A light bulb is not afraid of lighting it up. It just does it. Now, it's a great metaphor. We are bearers of God's light. We've got to go let that out, but you don't have to be overwhelmed by it. You just have to start small. So the foundation of that is what we've been talking about the last few weeks. Um, but I wanted to read a few things to help kickstart that time. So you, you stay in the word, you stand up, you get ticked off, you get ready. Now here's what else you do, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Cause people always want to know, how do I do this? Well, we don't know all the answers don't claim to, but we know how to get the train moving in the right direction right. and walk with you through it. So here are some questions. It's in particular, I've got three or four people. Lately, I've been working on with these questions, you know, three or four out of, I don't know, 30 some odd people just I work with regularly. You're not here to beg. Mm. God's not looking for beggars. He's looking for believers. And so you have to have this approach with a childlike uh, heart. You have to dream. All right, so here's some starter questions. Uh, if you're sitting in the garden with your heavenly father, what does he think of you? So you, it doesn't matter what the garden looks like or you don't try to spiritualize the, the – uh, get real weird about what does it look like or – you know, it's like saying the Mary and Martha story. When you go and you imagine being there, you, it doesn't matter what color the couch is or if it was a Flintstone couch or if there's pots and pans. None of that matters. What matters is the truth, the spirit underneath it all, what's happening. So the context up to you, but just give yourself time to sit down with God. You can be mowing your grass. You can be in the shower. You can be laying on your couch. You can be hanging out at the beach which is one of the things I do, but just give yourself time for your mind to rest and imagine being in front of your heavenly father. It's no different. It is prayer. I mean, what do you do when you pray? You're talking to somebody, right? So, and hopefully you're listening because that's a big part of prayer. But so ask the, these questions in that context, relax. What does God think of you? What does he have to say to you? What does he have to say about you? And be specific. And, and listen, nobody, y'all don't have to write all this down right now. I mean, it, you know, it's it's we can go through it, but but you need to let yourself experience this moment. Be specific. I'm telling you, these just that one set of exercises 
helps break down stuff that's been on people for years because they're in go mode of survival or just getting through putting out fires. You've got to stop. Give yourself the time. It's the greatest investment you'll ever make. Here's another one. Is he proud of you? Write down why and press into this with him. Remember, you're his idea, and you need to press into that um, with all your heart, mm-hmm. meaning allow yourself to begin to imagine and feel this loving relationship. you got to fill your heart up with it. So just like you want your children to experience you and your love for them in specific, in specific ways, when you forget, if you, if you do have kids, think about how you feel about them. You want them to engage that affection. Well, we need to do that with him just because we can't see him. We see the evidence of him, but we have to do this spiritually. So that takes a moment. Here's another one. What's God's favorite version of you? And then underneath, you know, who is that guy or who is that girl? Who is it? It forces you to look at it. And then uh, just a couple more. What are the desires of your heart? Uh, what gives you joy? Be specific, vivid, detailed, appealing to the five senses. Write as much as you can. Don't hold back. These are great exercises. There's a lot there. Sure. I'm just trying to throw out a bunch of them quickly so you can see. And what, when, what we do as a, as a company and an organization and a nonprofit is um, we get very specific and walk with people. I spend hours on the phone all week long and in person even with people and walk through this stuff with them. And when they fall down, I, I'm right there to pick them up. And it's, it's sometimes it's 5 a.m., sometimes it's late at night. We're not just saying this. Uh, you know, Matt's out there in the, in the larger groups and communities, and I'm right here with the individuals. And, uh, like, we're getting it done. These are the areas you want to tangible, specific things. This is something specific. It's not positive thinking. It's cleaning out your heart from strongholds and, and traumas mm. and darkness and, and hope deferred and uh in recognizing the tree of life mm. you know on the other side of that verse yeah um a dream realized you have to do this you can't just sit back and feel despair because that's how the enemy gets you take your joy back stand up if it means getting ticked off but you got to start carving out a little bit of time give god some of your time your first fruits and step in but it's not just a devotional. Yeah. It, it, that, those days are over. You can keep doing the devotional. They're, they're helpful. But you got to get into his word and take it in. you got to go there and visit it. you got to spend time in Thanksgiving, at least a, a few minutes of quality. You're seeing and feeling it, and then you got to start dreaming. Start doing that and step into that, and we're here to help you, um, whether you can afford it or not. You know, there's no obstacles. So... But more and more people want this. They're craving it yeah. because you can't find this anywhere. Well, the react, going back to the show title, Unmasking Your Identity. Yeah. This is the thing that people truly want, but because of their past or because of their uh, lack of, yes. of knowledge, right. they don't understand it. As, right. you, as you're talking, man, I got a picture of like one of those hoarder shows on television <laughs> when people have so much crap yeah. piled up in their living room. A great image. You, you know? know, and that's where, that's the ugly con- one too. That's the condition of people's hearts though. Yeah, it is. Your heart is so hoard because you've been hoarding all of these different yeah. things and words right. and false teaching and whatever that right. your heart is so cluttered with stuff. And like you said, when you said yeah. clean your heart out, man, yeah. I saw coming into someone's house and completely throwing away all the garbage and clutter and yeah, giving them I a like new it. home. Yeah. 
That's right, and and uh, you know people cling on to that stuff. Uh, it's a it's a really good uh, <laughs> this Santa Claus yeah. image from nineteen forty seven. Some pizza box from you know a year ago. We had uh, such a good time at that dinner, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the frog is boiled, and you feel sorry for him. And we laugh and we make fun and they make shows out of it. But the reality of that is that's a great analogy, a great picture. And it's very true because they hold on to it. They, we, any of us hold on to that baggage because if I'm feeling rejected and I start seeing rejection everywhere, somehow the enemy can, can make me continue to, to eat that same uh, mm. sugary, selfish thing and, and just go further and further and further, continue to fear and worry and break down my immune system. It's crazy, man. But but anyway, yeah. So we we are we are spiritual lifeguards, man. We we are we're we're here to help you, lift you up out of that crap, and get you on with why you're here. We got proof of concept. It's happening. Yes. People are are getting free, and we're hearing it more and more, and it's only going to grow. And uh, we're going to take our place. You yeah. know, just like Candace and Shapiro in Nashville. This is where we are, and uh, this is you know we're going to join in, join forces. God's moving and changing. It's time for new wineskins. Oh, man. Anyone who is curious about, you know, testimonials and things, we've got a great uh, – we, we just updated yeah. our testimonials on the website this week. Yeah. You can go to our website, and you can go to uprint.life forward slash testimonials, or when you go to the website, uprint.life, you can click on Learn More, and there's a bunch of different um, things you can navigate and learn about who we are. But you can also hear it from the people in our community who we've yeah. been walking with right. out of their own mouth. And, and really see that this is something that is absolutely transformational. You know, we had yeah. someone who said this is the, literally the best thing that they've ever done in their life. And uh, it's not lost on me that uh, she's watching the show and just made a little comment here. So um, I'm grateful for that. Well, that's humbling. Yes. And that, that makes the call even more uh, heartfelt and tearful. And uh, we're going to dive in because what else is there in, in a thousand years? That's all that's going to matter. Amen. Uh, but but and so so just to touch on that, all, all we're asking people to do is is jump into the community. Um, you know that is a ten dollar a month thing. It's we're not selling cloths and, and prophesying crap. We're, we're just simply saying we want to spread it wide, so we don't have to rely on a person or a company or anything. We want to spread it wide. Jump in. It's a few cups of coffee a month. But we are increasing, especially next year. We're going to have a whole lot of content. But it's also a community where when you come in, if you need help, we're here to help you. Mm -hmm. you got to come into it because we have to have a pool, not a puddle. We have to have structure, right? Right. So I, I just wanted to mention that. We also want you to to please sign up for our podcast. Um, you know, that is a an emerging, wonderful frontier. People are probably not going to hear. We have a huge Twitter following, but... Uh, it's it's very dormant because of what we're talking about. Mm. That's not an accident. Uh, Facebook, the same thing. But all these things are emerging. People are going to exit us all that stuff. Eventually, it's going to emerge. So uh, you can help us. If you want to join this and help us do it, you want to take part in it, just jump into the community. That's all we ask. And we get, we'll get behind you to help you. Uh, go do what you're meant to do. Yeah. And if for anybody who's looking for that link, you can go to wakeupmyfaith.com. That's wakeupmyfaith.com. Join the Portable Faith community, and you'll be prompted to answer a few things and customize some some ideas and, and start to decide how you want to get engaged. Right. And we're here to help. I mean, this is the door's wide open. 
uh, we're here to help. And, and yeah. we're at such a time and such a crossroads in history yeah. where we all have to choose. Yeah. You know, I love, I love what Joshua said when they crossed over and he said, choose you this day whom you will serve. That's right. And here we are. We're in a moment in time where we get to choose. That's right. Take on Joshua, take on Esther, uh, Mordecai. You know, we could name all these great, great people. We're here now and it's our time to do that. What a great dude. That's awesome today, man. Kevin, thank you for just pouring in and for leading well. You know, when you sent out that text message to our community in the midst of all this, I was like, yes, this is so true. And now is our time. So thank you, brother, for me and from our community. Back Um, at you. Yep. And uh, all those who are tuning in, we see your comments here. Thank you. Love you all much. Uh, Let's get going. We got a lot to do. Uh, Thanks again to Joe and Studio for producing the show. We'll see you guys next week for Wake Up Our Faith.